Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of the Millennial Homemakers Podcast, your resource for all things home, hostessing, and more. We're your hosts, Jackie Alexander and Jacqueline Humble. Hello, welcome back to the Millennial Homemakers Podcast. Today, we are talking about a very interesting topic that is unique to homemakers, I would say, or not unique to homemakers, but I'm just going to say the opposite. This is something that affects anybody that eats. That's true, but I think that the homemakers or the person involved with grocery Mm -hmm. shop or whose like responsibility is grocery shopping, my husband doesn't do any of the grocery shopping. So I was actually talking to him about this this morning and he's seen it from a different perspective of obviously with the stock market, we're talking Mm -hmm. about inflation, specifically to grocery budgeting, Mm -hmm. which when you first suggested this topic, I was like, oh, okay, that's boring. (laughs) It's boring. But then the more I looked into it, I'm like, this affects all of us. This is something we feel like we can't control our budget when the prices start skyrocketing. And that's not true. You can control it a little bit. So I was actually ended up being really excited about it. That is such a good point that it does affect everybody. But in grocery shopping specifically, Mm -hmm. and when you are told this is your budget, or you and your husband have Mm -hmm. come up with this is your budget, or just, you know, if you're solo, and you have set aside this much to be your budget for food. And then Mm -hmm. it's $50 more. I feel like people on social media, at least are talking and posting a lot about sticker shock at the gas pump, Mm -hmm. but not at the grocery self-checkout. And you're just kind of sitting there like, what did I buy? Why is this so much more expensive? I, you know, usually get these kind of same brands. Mm -hmm. And then if you're like me, something that kind of like prompted this episode when I came to Jackie and was like, this is what, and then we decide this is what we want the first episode to be on because it's so with the times, I guess, is this girl that I follow, I know in person. And she was posting about the price of eggs mm-hmm. going up. Like she posted a picture of the eggs and was like WTF. And I, I'm like, I don't even know, like, is that expensive for eggs? I truly don't know off the top of my head. I just look and kind of compare to that aisle. Yeah. But if everything's gone up, I don't know. But what I do notice is my total, obviously. Right. And that's, I'm the same way. I don't necessarily notice everything that's gone up. It's just, it's the same thing. We buy not the exact same items every week, but a lot of the same items. And so we typically spend the same amount every week within like a $20 difference. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden it's $50, $75 more. And for us, it took, I think, longer to notice because Andy is eating solids now. And so, and I'm making most Mm. of her food. So it's, okay, well, we're buying more because I'm making her all these food. But then once that leveled out and it's still increasing, then it was like, okay, this, you know, we have to rebudget. We have to reconsider how much we're spending on groceries every month and we have to cut back somewhere else. And with the gas, since you brought that up, Mm -hmm. that's something we obviously notice when we fill up, but I'm mostly at home. Drew only goes into the office once a month. And so it's not something that's affecting us daily like groceries are. That was kind of similar for us because I, when all this stuff started rising, we just moved to a new place. Mm-hmm. And so I started shopping at a different store. And it's like, well, I don't know if my groceries are more expensive because I'm shopping at different stores mm-hmm. or if it's because it's rising all over. And same thing with gas is being in a new state, being in a state that it takes a lot longer to get down to this mm-hmm. part of Florida. 
than it did to get to Tennessee from, you know, for gas. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know if it's, is Florida is it just always more expensive, expensive with gas? Right. Yeah. So that's kind of the thing. Both had obviously these big life changes that we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. And then how much is that and how much is actual prices increasing? So right. we did the research mm-hmm. <laughs> and prices are increasing. <laughs> just in case you weren't aware. <laughs> also restaurant pricing. This is kind of an interesting caveat to that with food prices increasing have you noticed your restaurant bill like is there somewhere that you always get Thai takeout from or something and maybe it was $36 pre-pandemic or during the pandemic and then now it's $45 or something like that have you noticed any I of that I haven't noticed that but we one Drew and I've always tried not to go out to eat very often um, and especially now that it takes more planning and when we do go out, I very rarely get the same thing every time. And so I don't have anything comparable. You know, I can't look at last month's receipt and say, okay, well, this clearly went up. So I know they are because I've heard stories, but I have not personally noticed. The one thing that I've noticed increasing for sure is alcohol. Oh, I'm sure. And I think that's a way, this is just me suspecting and again we have moved to a new area so I don't know Mm -hmm. if this area and it's a larger city we are in a secondary Mm -hmm. city now we're in a major city so is the alcohol our drinks usually 15 plus or is that something that's changed and I think a lot of restaurants it's an easy way for them to pad their prices without having to raise the entree prices Mm -hmm. because you might order several drinks and then that's an extra five dollars that would make up for the you know, cost of meat or whatever. And it's, I think if, I mean, that's, I think a great speculation because if that's true, people can say no to alcohol, but if they were planning on going Mm -hmm. out to eat anyway, they can't really do that much once they're there besides just getting up and leaving. And so that way they're still getting those families. They're still getting customers because it is expensive to run a restaurant. But then for those people that are ordering alcoholic drinks, they're kind of making up some of those losses they're experiencing with the rising prices. Right. Or people who just go the opposite. If people are just going mm-hmm. to grab a drink, then their bills padded. Another thing that restaurants are doing that you may not notice is they're changing the portion sizes. Which honestly is probably not a bad idea. They're keeping the prices the same. You don't notice. And then if you haven't gotten that meal in a while, you might not even notice that it's a smaller, that you're getting less bang for your buck. Yes. So I was like, oh, well, this isn't so bad for Americans. (laughs) Let's be honest. There was actually an article with an example Mm -hmm. of the portion changes. Mm -hmm. And it was Domino's. So Domino's used to have this deal online, I think it was $7.99 and you would get 10 wings. You could add 10 wings onto your pizza. Well, now it's only for seven wings. Oh, so it's small enough that you might not notice. Right. And you don't, they're not really promoting that it's only seven wings. It's just the, the same wing deal. So if you order pizza from Domino's every Friday and you always add wings, you yeah. wouldn't know until you got it. What's interesting, the, the wings is specifically interesting. I was listening to a different podcast a couple of days ago and the host was saying, you know, he went to a restaurant, he really wanted wings and he ordered wings. And the waiter says, we don't have those. They're too expensive because there's such a shortage, but we have thighs instead. And so it's interesting that you, to me, that you brought up wings specifically for this portion difference, because mm-hmm. you don't even realize that wings are not available. That wings are like coveted in that way. Right. I don't get wings enough. <laughs> <laughs> now I kind of want some. <laughs> 
I know. I have a coupon for Wingstop. Now I'm thinking we need to go. I saw a uh, quote from, it was like a headline. I just saw mm-hmm. a bunch of different headlines and I wrote down a few. One of them was food prices are increasing at the fastest rates in 40 years, says USDA. Yeah, I believe it. And I've talked to my parents because they obviously lived through the last time that there was inflation um, this high in the 70s. And my dad says he doesn't remember it being like this. Let's get into some like items and mm-hmm. percentages because this is the stuff. Knowledge is power. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where we wanted to come at this podcast because you should know that you're not going to notice at the, like we were talking about at the grocery store, you might not notice because you're just looking at all the milks and you were like, well, I'm going to buy the store brand for instance, because mm-hmm. I know that's going to be less expensive and try to get the best due date or um, expiration date, whatever, but you're not realizing that the store brand has gone up 50 cents. Right. So knowledge is power and it was fun for us to research and we thought that this would be a fun topic. So mm-hmm. let's get into it. Fun might be a, a strange way of putting it, but uh enlightening topic. Hey, if you're doing the groceries, this is as fun as grocery <laughs> or as interesting as grocery budgeting gets. That's, so, that's fair. Let's go. <laughs> so I don't know about you. I looked at items that we buy pretty much every week. So, and I looked mostly at percentages partially because of the different articles I was reading. That's how, the most common way. And then also mm-hmm. because the, the standard price, the base price is going to be different depending on your area's cost of living. Mm-hmm. So, and I think you did a lot by price. So two different ways. I started with ground beef. That's something that we eat very often. I will include the caveat. We very rarely buy ground beef in the grocery store. Um, I get my ground beef from butcher box, which we've talked about a lot before, not a sponsor um, and their prices too have gone up. So this is kind of wrapped up in that. But ground beef, the price of two pounds of ground beef has gone up 13.6% in the past year, which is, to me, anything over 5% is terrifying. And it's, I had, it was a restaurant blog or I guess restaurant specific news source. Mm -hmm. And it said that for the year, it's expected to be up 16.2% for beef and veal. Yeah, I I can I can see that. So it's going to r- rise another 4%. 3%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yeah. Jack <laughs> <laughs> and math don't go. I, I just, I thought you said 12? I thought you said 12. 13.6. Okay, well, mm-hmm. apparently another 3%. A dozen eggs has gone up 11.4%, which... Eggs, to me, that's a staple in our house because they are generally so cheap. They're very filling and you can use them for a variety of meals. I saw that. That was the percentage I had as well. That's pretty wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's why that girl was posting about it. I guess she pays more attention than I do. I don't. And we buy easily two dozen eggs a week. Let me go to my line item mm-hmm. thing. Okay. So for the ground beef... The percentage, the the price difference changed. That that would be for two pounds, a dollar sixty one would be how much. Yeah, that's what I had up. too. Okay, and then for eggs, it would be thirty eight cents on average. Mm-hmm. Which it sounds when you put it that way, it doesn't sound like a lot, but when you think about how often you buy those things and how 
all of those things compound on each other so that your final grocery bill is significantly higher than it was this time last year. I also had um, a gallon of milk has gone up 11.2%. And again, I'm looking at things we buy every week and things that I think are staples in probably most of our houses. And that's about 50 cents per Butter. gallon. Yeah, per gallon. Butter is up 14%. For margarine, it mm-hmm. said that's about um, 40 cents. Wow, that yeah. seems like a lot. I mean, I know 14% mm-hmm. is also a lot, but... Yeah, see, that's why I like looking at the numbers. I think looking at both is important. Mm-hmm. I agree. Fresh fruits are up 10.1%. This one just says golden apples, 7% more, so like 30 cents more. Um, another thing that I've noticed that we can kind of talk within this subject is because supply chain is still a, it's a struggle. Mm-hmm. Them not restocking mm-hmm. fruit or restocking vegetables. And so my, you know, I'm willing to pay 50 cents more for mm-hmm. an onion or whatever. But if all the onion are looking rotted and they're not restocking, then I'm having to change my menu. So that's something else to keep in mind. If you're buying fresh and or even frozen, I mean, a lot of things are just like out of stock. Right. I've noticed that too. We had a meal last night that called for fresh zucchini and I took it out of the refrigerator and it only been in there, you know, a couple of days. And I'm like, I cannot cook with this. This, this mm. is not good anymore. And usually it lasts a lot longer, which means that it was already very ripe mm-hmm. when I got it from the grocery store. That's how I've been finding purple onions specifically. And I mm. love purple onions. And then speaking of vegetables, those it looks like on average are up 5.9%. So a little bit less than fruit, but still significantly up. It's one of the lower percentages that we've seen. So mm-hmm. that's kind of an interesting thing to think about. Yeah, that's the lowest one on my list um, specifically. I saw that for sodas. It's mm-hmm. almost 75 cents more for a pack of 12. We don't buy soda. So that's not something I think about. We it's buy a lot, a lot of soda. <laughs> Jordan, Jordan doesn't drink water. He drinks Coke. <laughs> <laughs> so he was me five years ago. Mm-hmm. And then bread is up 7.1%. What I have is like the equivalent of like 25 cents per loaf. Which again, bread, eggs, and milk to me, those are the basics. If there's some sort of disaster, that's what everyone rushes out to buy. And if those are increasing, that just shows you how much everything else is increasing. Hey, ice cream's only increasing 3%. Oh, well now let me go buy some ice cream then. <laughs> and, uh, and potatoes are only increasing 3% too. So oh, that's good. Okay. I didn't have that one on my list. Yeah. That's an interesting one to think about. Mm-hmm. Canned soup is up 10%. Wow. The one that seemed like the largest, even mm-hmm. though it wasn't, to me was Starbucks coffee for a 12 ounce bag is a dollar more. Wow. And then on my list, oranges mm-hmm. for a three pound bag, it's up 14%. That'd be interesting. Obviously, you haven't lived in Florida long enough, but it'd be interesting mm-hmm. to see like the local fruits and vegetables where that difference is compared to just like the country in general. And we were briefly talking before we started recording. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I was thinking about was like, oh, I keep hearing beef prices or steak. That's Mm -hmm. a popular one that a lot of news people like to talk about. (laughs) So what about, uh, you know, chicken or fish? Like there's Mm -hmm. or pork, there's alternate, but across the board for this year, it's projected, like we said, beef and veal will be up Mm 16.2%, pork up 14%, poultry up 12.5%, fish up 10.4%. So fish seems like it's going to be the least 
amount with a hike. And I don't know if they're taking like canned tuna. I'm not sure if this is fresh fish or what, but that might be something to look at. Everything I've looked at, it seems to point towards fresh or frozen, Mm -hmm. but I don't know for certain. That's just a guess. So something that Jordan told me, I thought was very interesting. Apparently, when you think of the Ukraine, you know, obviously Mm -hmm. there's a lot going on in that part of Europe right now. Mm -hmm. And when you think of Ukraine in school, do you remember being like learning that they're the breadbasket? Yes. They are responsible for 25% of the world's wheat. I think I did know that. Luckily in America, we do grow wheat. Um, On the flip side of that, a good portion, and I don't remember the exact percentage, but I believe it's over half of our fertilizer, which is obviously essential for all these crops, comes Mm. from that area too. And so even if we are growing our own wheat, we are still having to find Mm -hmm. their source or import it. And we could hope that that could lead to more natural fertilizer that would be more expensive, obviously. I don't know what kind of fertilizer comes from Ukraine. Me neither. Another point to that is we are very fortunate that we do live in the U.S. and we still have access to a lot Mm -hmm. of things, but a lot of countries don't. This might be a good time to bring up if you can afford the, you know, it's inconvenient for your budget, sure. And it's kind of makes you a little mad when you're checking out to see (laughs) a $50 increase. But for people who truly have to have a budget, have to do these things, food pantries right now are really getting desperate. Mm -hmm. So if you can buy extra rice or extra box meals or anything like that, I know taco kits are really popular. Mm -hmm. Just something to think about that if you're hurting and you feel fortunate and blessed for what you do have, think about the people who aren't fortunate and blessed for what they have. Even if it's just buying one extra can every time Mm -hmm. you go to the grocery store, it's not going to be a huge hit on your budget. Again, if you can afford these increases already. And even just that one can is something that the food pantry will be very appreciative. Yes. And it's something too, um, if you're in book club Mm -hmm. or a Bible study, or if you run, if you have like a run club, Think about starting to say, okay, please bring a pantry item because mm-hmm. maybe you feel like your your one can won't make a difference, but encouraging other people to donate as well is going to be really helpful. So just kind of something to think about that I thought that we would address. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. That's kind of all I had for increases. I was shocked. Were you shocked? What did you I think? was. I was shocked. And then I started thinking about our past our you know, most recent receipts, and it made a lot of sense. And I shop through the Kroger app, and because I'm a Kroger Rewards member, or whatever it's called, I can see all of my in-store and online receipts, and I can go back through them, and sure enough, all of these things are increasing. So while I was looking for some kind of creative solutions... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To help. I found this app and I had never heard of it before. And obviously we don't accept sponsorships. So this is <laughs> just me. This was Not probably an ad. Yeah, this is probably an ad that did pop up on Instagram or something, but it was called mm-hmm. Basket. And you can put all your grocery items like as if you were shopping on Instacart or mm-hmm. the Publix app or whatever app that you're using. Yeah. And you can put all your groceries in there like as a list and then it shows you different cart totals 
for surrounding grocery stores. So like it would show you Walmart's cart total, Whole Foods, Aldi, etc. So you say cart totals. Do you know, since you'd never heard of it, do you know, does it give you a breakdown? Because it might be if you have grocery stores in the same vicinity that it might make sense to get, you know, all of your meats from Publix because maybe those are the cheapest and then all of your produce from Walmart. Just, but if it's far away, you're going to be wasting money on gas, but, or is it just a, right. I think it's, um, per item. Like you could probably click in and see, Mm -hmm. but I would assume if you were shopping around then I mean, I don't know, you know, you might want to do, you know, maybe buy your meat in bulk or something, but yeah. Or like we do with butcher box, but Mm -hmm. my understanding is that you probably could see like the breakdown. Yeah, that could be, if you're willing to put in the energy, I think that could be really good. Yeah, and the issue with that is like, for instance, I will shop at Trader Joe's Mm -hmm. or Aldi or whatever, and there's not always things available. They don't have all the herbs that I need. Yes, you have to go somewhere else anyway. Right, so I don't really know what it would do in that case if I had added basil to my cart. Maybe it wouldn't show me that store. I don't really know much about this app, but it seemed like uh, something that could be useful during this time if you're really trying to be budget conscious. Definitely. And if nothing else, maybe you just put those most expensive things in there to look at the price comparison and then you Oh, that's choose... a good idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just to look, yeah, look at the price comparison and then choose that store um, that's the cheapest based on what's going to take up the most of your budget. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if it's delivery. I, I don't, I, like, again, I, I don't really know a lot mm-hmm. about the app. So I don't know if it's like a pickup order order if it if you can order directly from the app I'm assuming you could kind of because they would works. have to work with the grocery stores to have those prices right and I know that I saw Aldi on there but mm-hmm. I, does Aldi do pickups I don't think so I don't know I haven't tried I haven't shopped in Aldi in forever I mean we I think they do like start in, again but you could do like shipped or instacart with Aldi but right. I don't think that so and I don't really know Biscuit has a partnership with one of those yeah or their own shoppers again right don't really know worth looking into Mm -hmm. so i use a cashback program so i use there's a lot there's not with kroger just like a separate app all right so i know there's a bada i use fetch and it's not a lot but every time i shop i just scan my receipt and then i get points and i use it for dunkin donuts because that's our splurge you know it's not cash back in your pocket i think a bada is i know rakuten is i use that for online shopping but it's still nice get that little splurge without having to feel guilty about it and i think that's really nice now when everything's so expensive and then you maybe had to cut back on your starbucks or your dunkin donuts Mm. to afford groceries yeah that's a good idea i don't use anything like that i just have um i do a lot of shopping at target they like have a, a huge grocery section for our super target and you know i'm on the circle mm-hmm. points and so i get cash back like from target directly yes i do that um, too making sure that you're signing up for rewards programs is mm-hmm. very good obviously and then for gas we use costco we we use kroger and we do get points from our grocery shopping nice So, and since we're not driving a lot, it can add up very quickly because we typically get 10 cents off every grocery run right now, just how expensive our groceries are. Nice. Something that has increasingly over the course of recording this episode, (laughs) something that's been increasingly an issue is formula pricing. Yes. Do you have any kind of advice since you are a new mom and I know that you have been supplementing with formula. Mm -hmm. She's almost one. 
So that's something, you know, that's like relevant for you right now. Yes. So well, yeah, I, the formula shortage is terrifying. Um, when I first started hearing about it, we weren't having issues. So I was like, oh, that must just be some places. And it very quickly hits you. So if it hasn't hit you yet and you have a little one, I don't want to scare you, but I do because it will probably hit you very soon. We had a hard time. We were running low and we picked Andy's formula based on the fact that Costco sold it so we could buy more of it mm -hmm. for cheaper. And since we switched her to formula, Costco's only had it once. So we've been getting it from Target, Kroger. But last week we were down to, I think, a week and a half left. And I always like to have some in the reserves because you don't want to be scooping and realize you don't have enough. Mm -hmm. And It's like me and coffee. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm the same way with coffee too. <laughs> I always like to have at least a week notice that I need coffee. And, and my mom would put coffee in my bottle because she's Cuban. So, <laughs> Which might explain why you have to have your coffee. This is all related, Jackie. <laughs> okay, sorry, continue. No, you're okay. So uh, I texted my mom. I was like, this is Andy's formula because we couldn't find it anywhere. If you happen to be out and you see it, please, mm -hmm. much as they will let you, because they have, most stores have put a limit. And I understand why they put a limit, because they don't want someone right. to hoard it and then possibly turn around and sell it for more right. money or just not use it. And so at, right after I sent that, I went on Amazon, which had previously, I noticed, had not had any. And they had the only option they had was eight refill boxes for $300. And I was shocked. Because the issue for limiting it is that you don't hoard it. And then Amazon's like, please hoard it. We're not going to sell you an individual box. Right. So I did the math and that will last to Andy's first birthday. And then, you know, she should be done with formula. Certainly she'll be done with this kind of formula. I mean, Drew and I figured out the budget because that's dropping $300 at once is not right. normal. <laughs> um, right. But we do feel better. We are now set. And then we have a nephew who's just two months younger than Andy and uh, he was adopted. So formula is his only option. Mm -hmm. And he had tummy issues. So he also has to be on a very specific type of formula. Because um, I've seen a lot of people saying, well, mother should breastfeed. Well, that's not always an option. For not countless, every, yeah, countless for a lot reasons. Of reasons. And then not every baby can switch formula easily. Right. So it's like June with, with her dog food. Exactly. <laughs> you have to prepare. If you are going to switch, you have to have some in the reserves to, you know, right to like mix with or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, so my brother texted me, and my mom this morning said, we can't find any near us. We're, you know, we're good for a little bit, but please buy if you see, you know, this is his formula. So my mom and I both went on the, on the target app and one of the targets near us had four, um, containers, like the smaller containers too, not a huge, huge box available. You were allowed to buy two. So my mom and I both bought two and we're picking it up later today. But it's unfortunately mm -hmm. with formula right now, you can't shop around for price. You have to just mm -hmm. buy it when you see it and ask friends and family um, if they have it near you. That's near so them. crazy. And I've seen mm -hmm. Facebook groups being formed mm -hmm. and everything just like for that. finding it. Yeah, that is so wild. And it, what's funny is this week I joined the Junior League of mm -hmm. St. Petersburg, Florida, and I had my first meeting because, you know, I don't know anybody here. <laughs> so yeah, that's good a way, great to, way to meet people. Yeah. So I, it, it also a good way to get involved in the community and give back and et cetera. And mm -hmm. so they were talking about the how the this specific Junior League was formed because mm -hmm. it, it's like – 
same thing with sororities, if anyone was in a sorority. A lot of times it was a social club and then that had existed way before mm-hmm. it got its like official charter from this larger national organization, mm-hmm. unless you were like the first chapter of the national right. organization. So this one was like 1927, I think. And okay. they started with a milk fund and it was giving getting milk, breast milk, mm-hmm. or I don't know, formula then for babies. And that was their whole charity. And wow. it was called like a junior club, because I guess that was an acceptable name for a women's mm-hmm. social kind of club, or not just social, but charitable as right. well. And they they started with the milk fund. And it was just so interesting that we were talking Back about then. that and kind of learning about it. And it's like, people are having to start Facebook groups for breast milk or formula. And it's just, it is kind of weird. (laughs) I will also say I've seen, I don't know if you've seen this because you don't have a baby. I've seen so many people posting about, well, this is how you can make formula at home. It's like a 1960s recipe. Mm -mm. A reminder, (laughs) call your pediatrician. Don't do that. We, a formula is very complex. We've come a long way since the 1960s. So call, if you cannot find, uh, formula, call your pediatrician. They might have samples to get you through, or they might be able to offer you other solutions. Um, yeah. Do yeah. Don't not, make your own, please. Do not be feeding your baby evaporated milk. That's just free. Right. Yeah. It's, it's like evaporated milk and caro syrup. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Don't, don't. Mm-mm. Yeah. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah we've, we've learned a lot about babies in the past 60 years. <laughs> Yeah, that doesn't sound great. So anyway, yeah, call your doctor always and pediatrician, everything like that. But anyway, I just thought it would be a good thing to bring up because yeah, absolutely, especially because we we will say we've been recording this episode in in Bert's because we are around Andy's schedule, and then my my house has had some road work going on, and this was not nearly as big of an issue when we started this. Episode. Okay, it is, it, literally, it's been developing overnight and recording mm-hmm. this episode, so it is pretty weird. Uh, yeah. So another solution: you might not be making your own baby formula, but you <laughs> right. can be making your own bread, your own mm-hmm. nut milk, things that you might have previously bought pre-prepared, as in like cold rotisserie chicken mm-hmm. meat or hard boiled eggs. I love just buying hard boiled eggs because it's always perfectly boiled and peeled for me. Oh, I've never um, done that. I just make them in my instant pot. It's way, it, it's like, it's stupidly more expensive. It's probably like three times more expensive than regular eggs, but I just like having them for an easy like protein on the go mm-hmm. thing. That's and, We make a bunch of hard boiled eggs on Sunday for that reason. Yeah, so I so I started making my own, back to making my own, you know, pre-chopped vegetables, maybe not mm-hmm. buying those. So just kind of doing more steps at home. I drink almond milk in my coffee mm-hmm. and I use coconut milk for my smoothies. I haven't made my own because budget-wise, you know, I like the taste and I know the calories mm-hmm. and everything. Like it makes sense for us budget-wise, but right. if we had kids, it might not because I don't know how much more I want to spend on groceries. Right. So yeah, this is a good things. time. All of those early COVID activities that you did, <laughs> time to bring those back. Little did we know. Um, <laughs> I And I never did my own bread or anything. But Me some neither. people, and especially I don't really eat a lot of bread, but for if you do eat a lot of bread, that mm-hmm. might make sense. Yes. And then you also don't have to worry if your store is out because you can just whip up a batch. Mm-hmm. I did make my own wine. 
with a wine club that I think I've talked about on here. Mm -hmm. And so we have bottles from that. So we're not buying alcohol, (laughs) but kombucha. Yeah. We drew has made his own kombucha before. Yeah, I did. And then remember, it just like, I don't think I was drinking it fast enough and it just was like straight vinegar. That's right. Yeah. Drew was drinking his pretty quickly. (laughs) Yeah. I wasn't drinking that fast enough. Oh, I love, you don't like it. Not really. <gasps> I'm shook because you love vinegar things. I know. I don't know what it is. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what it Have is. You had the um the guava one. I don't it's think so. Pretty- and it could be just I don't like the flavors that yeah, Drew's gotten. You might be. You you need to try this. There's a guava one. I, I want to say it's like called like guava goddess or something. I don't know. Okay. Or goodness. I don't know. It's something like that. But it's really good. That one's. I will. Um, if I'm like trying not to drink alcohol, but mm-hmm. I want like a fizzy nightcap, yes. I will buy a big bottle of that and just pour it into a stemless wine glass. And it is so good. Yeah. Mine didn't good. taste that good. Uh, cut back on alcohol. Meatless Mondays to cut back on meat mm-hmm. to make our butcher box last longer because the price of that, I think we've talked about previously, has gone up. And so we make it last longer. Uh, meatless recipes much, tend to be a little cheaper. How much did it go up? I don't remember the exact price. I was paying, which is a problem. I think I was paying two sixty, and I have a few add-ons, and now I'm paying a little over three hundred. Um, and you, but I get it every other month, and that's for the big one. So mm-hmm. mine, I get the smaller one, and I do it once a mm-hmm. month, and mm-hmm. it went from one fifty nine to one sixty nine. Oh, that's not bad. Mine might have been lower. And I just didn't realize how much I was paying beforehand. And this was a good opportunity for me to realize how much I was paying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've stopped doing a lot of the add-ons. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm keeping like my free beef for life. Like I'm keeping all the free add-ons. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do the yeah. free. I have the free bacon and the free ground beef. Mm-hmm. So I get that with every box, but I don't do any other kind of add-ons that I would be more like willing to do. And then I try to get... Right. Sometimes um, I don't get any chicken. Actually, usually mm-hmm. I, I wasn't getting any chicken, but now I've started adding cheaper but bigger quantity to make the box yes. last longer. Well, you, when Chattanooga, you had access to a local mm-hmm. um, chicken farmer, right? Mm-hmm. It made sense for you not to get chicken then, especially. I've been doing that too, where chicken and ground beef, you tend to get more for cheaper. And then, mm-hmm. you know, we'll add in the other ones more as a splurge for the week. But the the meatless Mondays has been great. We tend to, ours is, depending on your definition of meat, we use eggs for most of them because we still like protein. And speaking of which, now we're not doing as much seafood from the butcher box. So we have access to different seafood. So I never really thought about that. I just kind of made the switch without thinking about it. I was like, I don't know why I never ordered chicken. (laughs) Duh. (laughs) (laughs) You forget. Also buying store brands, but that's pretty like, that's just any kind of general budgeting advice. But I think now, especially when you're shopping, things at eye level tend to be more expensive. So look up and down. Yes, that's a good, that's a good um, tip. Buying frozen food. Mm-hmm. frozen meat frozen fruit frozen vegetables especially if you're making smoothies or yes. if you're going to be cooking the vegetables anyway or putting them in something that's going to last longer also not buying romaine lettuce romaine yeah. just goes bad so fast mm-hmm. so switching to a heartier kale broccoli mix or brussels sprouts or cabbage, stuff like that is going to last mm-hmm. so much longer in your fridge. So I don't know of a good way to like make lettuce last, but mine doesn't last much like long at all. Me neither. And we tend to not buy it for that reason, even before the prices skyrocketed. 
Um, but that's a good good call to just go for heartier foods. Do you do any organic produce? Not on purpose. Okay. So- like it's not something we, because I know organic is typically a little more expensive. Um, so it's not, it's, I go with, if I'm shopping for produce, whatever looks the best. One suggestion is that if you are someone who likes to buy organic, or let's say you shop at Whole Foods on the regular, just to stick to the dirty dozen, mm-hmm. which is, you know, the I, I think it's, someone's going to be like, you're totally wrong, Jacqueline. But <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's the ones that like taste the most different, have the most pesticide, mm. like those crops are just notorious for having not great things, the okay. dirty, like make that makes them dirty. Like I know bananas is one of them. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't think I ever buy organic bananas, but just sticking with buying dirty dozen. Is that right? I have no idea. I was going to say, if you do like organic, I just got in the mail. I get them all the time. And I actually looked at it yesterday. Um, Misfit Market, they have like discounted produce um, meat. I think they have pretty much everything you can buy in the grocery store, but most of it does tend to be organic. So I priced it and it's not cheaper for us because we're not leaning towards the organic, but that's something you should definitely consider. Um, and it's it's a subscription. You can pause anytime you want though. And you pick out what you want and they just mail it to you. So the Dirty Dozen, so there's the Dirty Dozen and the Clean 15. So the Dirty Dozen, like you should buy organic because they're more susceptible to pesticides. Like infiltrating the skin versus okay. the clean 15 are ones that if you wash them, then you're fine. So okay. So maybe, those are the ones that you can, if you typically buy organic, you might consider yes. looking at other options that are cheaper. Right. You could buy the the regular and maybe incorporating those more into what you're going to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, so just look those thing, kind of things up if that is something that you're actively conscious about. Mm-hmm. I think everyone's like somewhat conscious, but other people are a little bit more obsessed than others. I'm definitely on the low consciousness scale of the organic. And yeah, that I'm might old. change as Andy gets older. I'm just like concerned about calories. That's really the only thing yes. I'm about as far as my health. And then eating the rainbow, you know? Yes. Yeah. Eating the rainbow is always good. I'm pretty good. We talked about donating to food pantries. Mm-hmm. And then the last one I have is to just pay attention to the sales at the grocery store that you typically go. I know Publix is always has some sort of buy one, get one half off or get one free. Um, so look at those things, especially if they're not perishable or that's a good opportunity if you want to donate to the food pantry and you don't necessarily need multiples um, to take advantage of that without increasing your total spend too much. Oh, I love that idea, Jackie. That's Mm -hmm. such a good idea. Um, And then I know we use the Kroger app. And when I add something, it tells me right there if there's a coupon and it lets me apply that a coupon, coupon to my account so I don't have to clip coupons. So definitely look for things like that to try to, even if it's only by a few pennies, that can really add up. For sure. Well, we would love to talk to you more about what you're doing to save money at the grocery store. So if you would like to have this conversation off air, please consider joining our Facebook group. It's just the Millennial Homemakers. We have a page, but we interact more with the group. And then make sure you're following us on Instagram. I'm at jbalexander16 and Jacqueline is at Jacqueline Humble. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.